Okay, hello. We had some connectivity issues, um, so that's why I'm a little bit late. Um, but hi, and welcome to How Did It Get So Late Radio, a live broadcast on Tuesday nights. Uh, no, you're not going crazy. It is a Wednesday. Um, but at 9, 10 p.m., where I read you a short story. Last night, um, I had a lovely dinner um, for summer solstice, so that is why we are doing a Wednesday reading today. So, and I'm in the studio, so you can hear the, um, the lovely crickets in the background, hopefully. But I hope everyone has had a lovely June so far, and um, happy summer solstice the longest day of the year, where the sun set, um, well, it would have been a mere 30 minutes before this had aired, but um, I guess it's nearly 24 hours and 30 minutes ago, so. Um, yeah, we only have a few more days here at the residency, and um, it's pretty sad to leave. Though I am excited to get to Brooklyn and fully settle in and be a bunch, be around like a bunch of new people, because uh, it's pretty rural out here. And although I do love um, all the people I'm here with, uh, I'm excited to not have to go 30 minutes to the grocery store. So, yeah, but. And I get to see Noodle. I'm so excited. Uh, he's probably forgotten I exist at this point. But it'll be a nice surprise when I come back and um, he remembers me, hopefully. This isn't the longest I've left him, uh, but hopefully for a little while it'll, it will be the longest. Uh, but yeah, last night we had a lovely little grill out. Um, the people at this, that like, do this residency um they bought a grill and it got delivered and they emailed us and we're like yeah we have a grill now uh if you want to put it together you're welcome to use it um and we were like okay i guess i love putting things together so um me and brie really knocked it out of the park it was pretty easy it's a big ass grill um, and we had we had some lovely grilled goods, some goodies. We had kebabs and pineapple and, um, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. But um, it, it really felt like the perfect bookend to a really lovely stay at this beautiful, stunning place. Um, yeah, so I feel like... The past week, though, I've I've been the best uh, about making things. I don't know why it took me two weeks to to get excited about making things, but um, yeah, I did some natural dyeing with avocado and marigolds, and made paper with the leftover dye. Um, me and Brie made some paper, and it's been a learning experience, but very probably probably the most fun thing I've done actually um super well I want to say it's super easy it's super doable with very little um but 
definitely the more you do it, the better you get at it. Um, and there are techniques that are better than some, but yeah, I would highly recommend if anyone wants to try, um, to take that up. Um, it's a super gratifying process too, because you know you're recycling something and making it into something useful again. But yeah. Um, Brie and I went to Palmyra, New York this weekend to visit a coverlet museum. There's only two coverlet museums in the U.S. that I know of. They are both in Pennsylvania. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but when I searched coverlet museum, those were the only two that came up. So I had planned on going to a different one, but it was nearly four hours away. So I was like, maybe not. Um, I don't want my car to break down again and all that mess. So there was one that was three hours away. Or no. Yeah, yeah. It was three hours away. And somehow that seemed less uh, less bad. And they also had a print museum. So Brie came along and um, it was really lovely. But somehow it was not the best part of our little adventure, um, which was instead driving through this town that we stopped at on our way back. Um, it was Watkins Glen, um, and I saw a sign for a cardboard boat regatta. I still have yet to search the definition of regatta, because I, I honestly have no idea. But it was a it was a cardboard boat regatta festival, so we parked and walked to watch cardboard boxes race against each other, and um, one of them was surely about to sink. Um, I think it actually did end up sinking. It was super windy and like the water was really cold, so I can't imagine being in that boat. <laughs> um, but then we went to a few shops, um, and everyone was really nice, like, incredibly nice to us, like, notably nice, not just like, uh, oh, you know, nice people, no, 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 this was like, it was kind of crazy, um, but super sweet, and, um, I feel like everyone, it's kind of like, maybe this is the pandemic and it's like state on our minds but like when you're cooped up for a really long time and you don't see people and then you see people and you just love them all essentially or like you haven't talked to anyone in a while and so you're just ready to talk to anyone about what they're doing and what you're doing and etc so I, I felt like that was the case um where we were going, but everyone's super, super nice, um, and they also kept asking us where we were from, and we're like, is it, is it notable that we are not native, um, upstate New Yorkers? <laughs> is it that obvious? But, um, then we went to Watkins Glen State Park, and, um, I have to, thank Madison for finding that one because uh, we probably wouldn't have gone 
had she not looked it up on the internet and saw these like beautiful pictures and we actually almost forgot to go um when we were like when we were done with our little cardboard boat regatta so um then i was like wait uh what about the state park and we were unsure because we weren't dressed for a state park adventure and um yeah so but we went and it was the best ten dollars i've ever spent um it was truly unlike anything i've ever seen really and we were like in this gorge um just i think my phone said we were like 28 flights down um the elevation really a lot of stairs a lot of stairs um but we also ended up there at the perfect time where like the sun was shining through the waterfalls and um i think it was like five or five thirty um so but yeah would highly recommend going if you ever find yourself in the finger lakes of new york i also had no idea what the finger lakes were um and then suddenly it all made sense that <laughs> they do look like fingers um, but this past month, I feel like Brie and I have really happened upon, like, silly happenings, like the festival when my car broke down and cardboard boat regattas and blah blah blah, but I love that the universe places us in those situations and that we are open enough to take them all in, and it's, it's good to be like that, I think, and I, I appreciate um all these little things that keep happening but yeah anyway that's my little spiel before our story a reminder if you have any stories you want to share there's an email link at the bottom of the website and you should definitely send them in i brie just gave me a book of short stories for my birthday and so maybe i'll find some in there they're kind of intense the ones that i've read so far but um this is like a light fun airy one so maybe next week will be super intense <laughs> but yep um the broadcasts of course will be available until the next one airs a week later i hope that um having them all available was beneficial to uh to some some people at least and um yeah i don't ever plan on them ever like being out for super long because i just like the intimacy of a broadcast but it's nice um occasionally because i get some people messaging me that wouldn't normally have like the time or be in the right um the right time zone to listen and it's really sweet to get those messages that um they listened and thought it was good and stuff so yeah and if you listen and have any notes or blah 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 feel free to text me <laughs> um or if you write your own short stories i would love to read that <laughs> i don't even have to i don't even have to read it on a broadcast i would just love to read it <laughs> yeah so anyway this week's story it's a short little fairy tale in honor of 
Summer Solstice, written by Christine Natal, published in 2003. It's definitely a children's story, but seemed fitting um, for Summer Solstice, and um, besides short of reading Midsummer Night's Dream, which would have been fun. I would love to read a play, um, but it is nearly two hours of fun, and I read slow out loud, if you couldn't tell. So maybe later, that might be a two-parter, a different Shakespearean play, perhaps. But yeah, so it will only be about 10 minutes, probably, maybe, maybe even shorter. But yes, so here is the return of the Sun King. Once upon a time, there was great sorrow among the fairy folk. Something had happened to the fairy queen, Titina. She had fallen asleep and would not wake up. The winter had come terribly cold and full of ice and snow. In the fairy wood, no fires were burning. The seed babies were safely tucked in their beds, deep under mother's, Mother Earth's coverlet of leaves and moss. I must be on one tonight because I'm doing horrible reading this, but... The gnomes and dwarves were working deep underground. The water sprites waited under their ice roof, which covered the crystal lake and bubbling brook. Most of the fairy folk, those who tend the flower children in meadows and forests, were left to wander through the winter, seeking warmth and shelter. They sought these in the homes of mortals, hoping to rest beside the fires both, both in castle and in hovels, where every fairy's stories were being told at night and where every Christmas candles were burning, there they were allowed to rest a while. This winter, the fairy queen and her trope had been wandering and wandering. The snow blew in great swirling clouds and old King Winter laughed and cackled. Jack Frost had a jolly time pinching their noses and toes. Worst of all, and sad to say, there were not enough resting places for the fairy trope. Most of the stone castles were dark and deserted, and had been so a long time. The houses, great or small, where real, real fairy stories were still being told were few and far between, and the Christmas candles burned in but a few windows. One fairy dark night after Yuletide, but long before spring was due, the fairy queen began to grow very sleepy, as mortals do when they begin to freeze. Not being a mortal, she could not die, but she could not wake up either. All of the fairies tried to wake her up. They danced and fluttered around her and sang songs as loudly as they dared. At last, with the help of two white snow hairs, they managed to bring the queen back to the stone circle, which is their palace and dancing place. Without their queen, the fairies were entirely without direction and purpose. Many also fell asleep, and the ones who stayed awake were mournful and very miserable. Lady Spring finally came back from her palace in the south. She chased old King Winter back to his ice palace in the frozen north. The ice melted and gentle rains fell. Seeked babies began to awaken and the first flower children appeared. 
the fairies grew hopeful and hurried to bring Lady Spring to the bed of her sleeping sister. Lady Spring took Titina's hands and breathed the promise of spring over her. She sang her magic song of roses and butterflies, of newborn lambs and nightingales. Titina's cheeks grew rosier, and she seemed to breathe more fully than before. But alas, her eyes would not open, nor would she speak. Lady Spring grew sorrowful, and this brought a tremendous spring storm. She had to dry her eyes quickly, so as not to bring on a flood. She took leave of Titina's attendant, saying, I must continue on to awaken all of the seed babies. Guard your queen well and wait for the summer. This is so sweet. I think it just started to rain. And this has like a very tinny roof. So I hope you can hear. Um, it kind of gave me a little scare at first, but it's, it's a beautiful sound. The fairies promised to do their best, but in truth, the seed babies and flower children were not taken care of as well as they should have been. Day by day, the fairies could see the ascent of the Sun King on his fiery steed. He was still far away, just over the horizon. Little by little, he came closer, and the day began to grow longer than the night. Finally, it was Midsummer's Eve, and the Sun King reached the pinnacle of the sky. He was riding very high over the palace of the Fairy Queen. The fairies shouted and clamored, pranced and danced, trying to catch the Sun King's attention. He was too high up to hear them, but he soon noticed that the Fairy Queen had not come to greet him on this, their meeting day. The Sun King turned his steed towards the earth and came as close as he could without harm. Of course, everything grew tremendously hot and the flower children took refuge under the broad-leaved trees and bushes. Still, Titina did not wake up. Here, hands and feet were still icy, although her hair shone golden in the brilliant light. Then the Sun King took off his mantle of fire and climbed down from his sky horse. Without the fire mantle, he would not scorch anything or anyone. Still, he was almost too bright to look at. He came to the fairy queen's couch, and he bent down and kissed her. He took her hands in his and felt them grow warmer and warmer. She opened her eyes and drew a long breath. She arose with all of her sleeping companions. What rejo rejoicing there was, such a shouting and singing. Every fairy nurse ran to find her poor, neglected flower child. Titina thanked the sun king for bringing her back to life. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't read this uh, beforehand. It was so short and I should have, but I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed a man brought her back to life with a kiss. Been there, done that? Come on, come on, come on, come on. What are we teaching our children? <laughs> she told him how dark and cold the winter had been. She wondered what to do the next time King Winter's might was stronger than human love and light. Do not fear, said the Sun King, for the darkest winter has passed, and winter's power will some be some day be totally overcome. Human beings will remember to light their fires again. The Christmas candles will burn brightly in many homes and around the hearths. Real fairy stories will be told again. I myself will proclaim this from the skies, 
for the light of the world has come to birth in human hearts, and this can never again be extinguished. Then the Sun King mounted his winged charger, put on his fire mantle, and rode back to the summit of the sky. The fairy folk waved him on his journey with love and gratitude. That midsummer night they held the most joyful fest festive there ever was in all the fairyland. And if the lights have not gone out, they are still dancing. And that's that. <laughs> I was a, it was a funny little fairy tale. Maybe not my favorite, but the images that this um, <laughs> I'm on the Wonder of Childhood website, <laughs> um, and the images are what you would expect, but they are beautiful um, and definitely elicit some feelings of summer solstice, midsummer vibes. Um, but funny to think, I love thinking of the sun as, uh, someone on a, on a winged charger going through the earth, or the sky. I think that's so funny, and I, I also love the idea that it's summer solstice and that's what's happening. Um, so that's what we're gonna believe. <laughs> there was also a story... I was thinking about reading, but it was on the longer side, um, called like Dusk and Dawn, and it was like them, also a fairy tale, but um, it was them doing something, <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea, <laughs> maybe my horoscope did say that I should not be broadcasting today, and I think that maybe it was right, <laughs> because that was one of the rougher ones for sure. <laughs> But it's raining, and that sounds so beautiful, so I hope at least you can hear that. Um, but yes, thank you for listening to How Did It Get So Late. Uh, I hope you have a lovely rest of your night. I will be back um, next Tuesday, hopefully, um, if I'm not in a crazy moving situation. Um, with a regularly scheduled broadcast and hopefully a little bit better of a story than this one. But um, until next time, I might leave you on for a few moments so you can listen to the rain. I'll have to um, do a little rearranging here.
Okay, well, sleep tight. There's also some lightning here, so it's really stunning. Um, but yes, sleep tight, sweet dreams. Um, until next time.